Growing up in the Sumter area, I've come across many historical buildings, especially churches, with ties to paranormal activity and rumors of ghosts being visible on the grounds. I've always been one to believe that if it was built before the Civil War and remains standing to this day, it's got to be haunted. But when it comes to the Salem Black River Church in Sumter, the stories are abundant and eerily similar in nature. Being a Sumter native, and with the Halloween season approaching, I'm tempted to find out myself. My name is Blake Mosley, and this is South Carolina Spook Show. Stay tuned. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. The Salem Black River Church is located on 527, just a few miles from Maysville, a small town of roughly 1,000 people in Sumter County. The church was formed by the Scots-Irish settlers in 1759. The church is located on private property and is still open to the public for Sunday services twice a month. A log meeting style house and a wooden frame building occupied the space before the first brick building was constructed in 1802 giving this church its nickname of Brick Church. The present church was built in 1846 and actually stands as one of the earliest brick churches in South Carolina. This Greek revival architecture stands with a tall and somber spirit as a reproach to postmodernism and all things new. The sheer scale of its brick walls and solid cement columns cannot be contained in pictures. The atmosphere of the grounds, not to mention the surrounding area, is thick and full of the history of the South. Spirits do not rest here, and it's easy to see why. As mentioned before, Salem Black River Church was the first brick church built in the state. The worship hall even includes a slave gallery. Who knows what evils may have been committed against men on or even near the church grounds. The church is still in public use to this day, so please be respectful of these grounds. Satanic symbols and messages were spray-painted on the church's exterior on September 29th in 2017. The front door to the church had also been kicked in, but the interior was undamaged. Personnel at Shaw Air Force Base provided the Sumter County Sheriff's Office with names of possible suspects, resulting in four arrests. Troubles with vandalism usually happen at the church around Halloween each year. The elders added that behavior seems to be fueled by internet rumors that the church is haunted. This church is built out of materials that are hard to replace now, and it's expensive to repair this building, Elder George McFadden said. You don't have the craftsmen today that were here when the church was built. 
Because the historic Presbyterian Church remains open to the public, many have visited the grounds to observe its scale and try to catch a glimpse of paranormal activity. Some say there are inexplicable cold spots that seem to never be in the same place twice. A deep sense of fear comes over anyone who approaches this testament in today's past. It is also not uncommon for the temperature at the back of the graveyard to be far lower than the front. Here's what Owen Johnston had to say about his experience on TrueGhostTales.com. On a very warm night in late December, I took a trip to Salem Black River Church. All was quiet in the area, quite unusual, even in the winter. There are often many owls and insects making their nocturnal noises. Suddenly, a bird was disquieted, and it fled the tree it was occupying. My guest and I were, of course, surprised and distracted by this but not before she noticed the shadowy end of a lady's skirt moving ahead of us to the far right. This was the only glimpse caught before its otherworldly form disappeared into the darkness. And oddly, it was only as we drove around the church that the motion sensor lights behind it activated. This is what many have described as the Southern Bell ghost. One anonymous user submitted their personal experience to SouthCarolinaHauntedHouses.com and said this, I couldn't even bring myself to get out of the car. As soon as I turned on the road the church is on, I got nauseous. We saw a dark figure in the cemetery behind the church. I will never go back there. It's an evil place. Nothing about this place feels right. Another story was submitted to hauntedplaces.org by a mother saying that she visited the site with her son. As they were taking pictures of the cemetery, they saw what appeared to be a jet black dog with pointy ears and red eyes. This is what is commonly described as a hellhound. Along with these reports, another active spirit has been seen, and it seems to be the lonely spirit of a little boy who appears to be between the ages of six to eight, and is often seen near the front of the graveyard, near the front gate, and was described as being very sad and depressed. Some have said to have heard a faint crying sound coming from the gate, and by the sounds, you can tell that the spirit is in pain and grieving. With all these accounts circling the internet, many have shot down these rumors of haunted activity. Yes, the comments of ghost stories heavily outweigh the naysayers, but at the end of the day, the historic church is still operational and respect must be given to its grounds and its members. That being said, and being so close to the church myself, I wouldn't mind a trip to the Maysville area to get a glimpse of this Southern Bell ghost. Coming up next, if you're an adventurous person who enjoys scoping out the spookiest areas of the Palmetto State, you're likely to need somewhere to crash for the night in your travels. Don't worry, I got you covered. A list of the most haunted hotels in the state is next on South Carolina Spook Show. Life isn't always easy. In fact, we all battle depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the thing that we can rely on to get us through the tough times we all face. The podcast, When Words Fail, Music Speaks, with host James and Blake, discusses the healing power of music. They interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and a lot more. On When Words Fail, Music Speaks, enjoy interviews and lively discussions about musicians and songs you know and love. This is a podcast any music lover will enjoy add 
when words fail, music speaks to your podcast playlist right now. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and wherever you listen to podcasts. South Carolina inns and hotels offer a wide array of creature comforts, sometimes of the otherworldly kind. If you're looking for a room with an extra guest, there are plenty of spirited options good for delivering a few chills, along with fancy milled soaps and perhaps even nightly turndown service. While there's no guarantee you'll see a ghost, expect a warm welcome from your human hosts, and a goosebump or two when you stay at these establishments. The Belmont Inn in Abbeville. Since 1903, this historic hotel, favored by patrons and performers of the nearby Opera House, has been an Abbeville landmark. It underwent extensive renovation in recent years and has largely been restored to its former glory. All that sprucing up, however, couldn't convince its two resident ghosts, Abraham and an unnamed Scotsman, to find less active digs. The pair have been sighted, but always separately. Abraham on the ground floor and the Scotsman on the main staircase. Their hijinks included knocking on guest doors in the dead of night, rearranging objects, and breaking glasses. Unmannerly behavior, for sure, but eviction seems out of the question for now. The Embassy Suites located in the historic district of Charleston. Once on the site of the South Carolina State Arsenal, or the Old Citadel, the Embassy Suites has been designated a Civil War monument, which fits in nicely with the architecture's gun ports and fortress-like design. In light of this, it comes as no surprise that ghosts here are of the military persuasion. If you spot a uniformed specter, simply salute and go about your business. The Francis Marion Hotel in Charleston. As the tale goes, Yankee Ned fell for a southern bell at a time when northerners weren't so popular in these parts. Whether it was because of family pressures or the past war hardships of maintaining a north and south romance, the lady composed a Dear John letter and left it at Ned's hotel room as he slept. Heartbroken, the jilted suitor leapt to his death, landing squarely in King Street. If you notice your windows won't stay shut or spy the weeping figure of a man in the hallway, don't bother calling the front desk. South Battery Carriage House in Charleston. Haunted and proud of it. That's an apt way to describe this historic inn's approach to being a hotbed of paranormal action. There have been so many documented apparitions at South Battery Carriage House, the owners decided to just go with the ghostly flow and air their haunted laundry on their website. Though they've never personally spotted a specter in their establishment, guests and employees report some pretty odd goings-on. For the not-so-faint of heart, ask for an overnight in Room 8, site of an appearance by the Headless Torso. Or choose Room 10 for a more refined experience with the Gentleman Ghost a genial, well-dressed fellow looking for a comfy bed and a warm body to snuggle up to. No need to move over. He reportedly takes up very little space. Cozy. Mansfield Plantation, Georgetown. In 1718, rice planters established themselves on the banks of the dusky Black River. Throughout the ensuing centuries, lots of living and dying have taken place at this carefully preserved antebellum plantation operating now as a bed and breakfast. Given all that history, it only stands to reason that supernatural vibrations can be detected on occasion. 
Paranormal investigators staying in the North Guest House have picked up what is known as electronic voice phenomena, or EVPs. Basically, this means that, using very sensitive recording equipment, they've recorded otherworldly voices. So what was the message from the spirit world? Of course, no one would blame you for hightailing it out of there, should you be so petitioned. Weston Poinsett in Greenville. This circa 1925 luxury hotel was built atop the former site of the Mansion House Hotel. The 12-storied Poinsett, once home to John C. Calhoun, had its last gasp in 1987 and was essentially shuttered. Thirteen years and a hefty renovation later, the Weston Poinsett enjoyed a rousing reincarnation and business that has been booming ever since. Not all guests are paying, however. There have been reports of an elderly man popping up unannounced in some of the rooms, then vanishing into thin air. A ghostly figure has also been spotted staring out from a third floor window. Just before he disappears, he removes his black coat, so if you happen to find one during your stay, don't take it till lost and found. He'll be back for it soon enough. Litchfield Plantation House in Polly's Island. This popular wedding venue, complete with mossy live oak avenues and a spacious historic home in which to stay, was once a vibrant rice plantation. Established in the early 1700s, the property was passed down through the generations, eventually landing in the lap of one Dr. Henry Massingbird Tucker in 1859. A Civil War volunteer and a devout Episcopalian, the dedicated doctor made lots of house calls, often in the dead of night. Upon his return, he'd use his riding crop to ring a bell at the plantation gates for readmittance. That late-night bell ringing did not cease with his death in 1904. Many a neighbor reported awakening to the sound of Dr. Tucker's bell as if he were returning home from a sickbed. Today, the bell is no more, but the owners of the plantation say Dr. Tucker's ghost has been sighted on the back staircase, which he used on nights he went on house calls so as to not disturb his sleeping family. He is also said to occupy his former bedroom. Here's a tip. If you're tying the knot at Litchfield and want a little extra excitement on your wedding night, choose the Blue Room. Pelican Inn, Polly's Island. This whitewashed 1840s house turned in is hauntingly beautiful and original to the historic section of the island. Guests come to enjoy the sedate atmosphere and homemade meals. While it's situated in Gray Man territory, the famous spirit that walks the shoreline warning of inclement weather, the property is home to two canine ghosties, a pair of Boston Terriers belonging to a former owner. Sadly, one perished while swimming out to sea to rescue a drowning boy, and the other of resulting loneliness. Mysterious barking, particularly after dark, has been reported, but thankfully, no fleas. Hello, and thank you again for listening to this episode of South Carolina Spook Show. I know it has been a minute since I've been able to put out an episode. Thank you for sticking with me. All my work stuff is finally back on track. I passed my adjuster's license. I am good to go. I will bring you more episodes uh, from here on out, and I am so excited to be back doing this. I absolutely love it. Speaking of future episodes, my wife had a wonderful idea 
um, for Halloween themed episodes. So for the whole month of October, I am going to be bringing you guys short stories every day, just quick little mini-sodes leading up to Halloween, just a cool little countdown. Uh, and I am, I am very excited to bring that to you guys. I will begin working on that here shortly uh, and have those at your disposal uh, whenever they whenever they come out. So make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share the podcast with anyone that you think would enjoy something like that. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, CastBox, Stitcher, and Radio Public. So if you know anybody that would enjoy the show, please make sure to share that with them. I very much appreciate it. Uh, and if you can leave a rating and review on any of those platforms, I would so love it if you would. Um, I have a review here on Apple Podcast uh, from Ashley, who uh, said Greta was right. Ashley works with my sister Greta. Greta was right. Blake does an amazing job in his podcast and the best voice for podcasting. That's very sweet. Thank you so much. Blake keeps me interested and I can't wait for more episodes. Thank you so much, Ashley. Thank you for checking it out. Thank you for the rating and the review. And once again, if you can leave a rating or review on whatever app you listen to the show on or on Facebook or Instagram or anything like that, please do. I would love to read it. I'll read it right here on the show. And uh, it really helps me out. You have no idea. So uh, sources from this episode come from scpictureproject.org, Wikipedia, SouthCarolinaHauntedHouses.com, HauntedPlaces.org, Palmetto State Paranormal, WISTV, The Southern Bell Ghost was written by Owen Johnston for TrueGhostTales.com, and Haunted South Carolina Ends, Rooms with Abu was written by Libby Wirsima for DiscoverSouthCarolina.com. All articles read on South Carolina Spook Show are the property of their respective owners, and no copyright infringement is intended. Thank you all again for checking out South Carolina Spook Show. I've had a blast. I'm so glad to be back. Thank you for sticking it out with me. And I look forward to bringing you more episodes here shortly for our countdown to Halloween. I'm your creator and host, Blake Mosley, and this is South Carolina Spook Show. Y'all stay spooky.